hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for downloading, thank you for listening. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 171. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. We'll tell you more, more about them shortly. And I'm joined here at Christmas in August, Stephen, a, a regular event. Uh, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Yeah, we're here at the establishment. We, uh, we don't normally come here a lot, do no. we? I, know, I don't know about your activities on a Friday night, but I definitely don't come no. here. No. In fact, it was this time last year, because this is a, you know, bring you into the, into, the, into the fold here. This is a regular event that one of the big PR companies in Sydney puts on to showcase several companies. Yeah. And Text like, 100. Let's name them. Yeah. Text 100. My wife said to me, where are you going? I said, oh, it's just <laughs> one event. I can, I can talk to 15 vendors. Yeah. It's a great use of my time as opposed to having to go to 15 events. So, yeah, great, great event. Nice, yeah. uh, nice show showcase a product which we'll talk about over the weeks ahead but um, yep. thank you to them for letting us uh, sit here in a secluded room and uh, record yep. Two Blokes Talking Tech episode 171. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well mate, it's, it, I, I had this problem with my podcast last night actually. I, don't, I didn't feel I could actually do the podcast without kind of acknowledging that the fact that Robin Williams had passed on that, on that day and it's only 24 hours uh, and a bit since he passed but there is there is a bit of tech um that we can draw on that you know terribly sad news but um firstly um social media um yeah. before we talk that's about how I iTunes found out on Twitter someone tweeted it that's how I found out I was sitting at my desk I get to work pretty early it was about 8:30 in the morning and and no, there's that early you reckon 8:30 yeah. So what time do you get to work? I get there at six, mate. Are you kidding? Are you, okay. I get there at six. What did you say eight thirty for that? Because that's when the when the news came through. <laughs> ah, okay. So uh, right. And you know, news started coming through, and I'm sitting yeah. there going, "Huh, Christ, Jesus!" You know, saying words like yeah, that, and people yeah. around me going, "What's wrong?" And I've gone, "Robin Williams is dead." And uh, the first reaction from a couple of people was the singer, as in Robbie Williams. Yeah. Anyway, so it's one of those things that you realise that when you're on social media, you are directly exposed to this kind of information. Because it wasn't until about an hour later, you know, the odd person would get a phone call. And the guy sitting like three across from me picks up his phone, his wife's on the line, and he goes, what, the singer? And you realise that you're hours ahead mm-hmm. of the news with these things. And it's, yeah. it just shows the, the power of, of Twitter and the breaking news. Absolutely, yeah. But it also yeah. shows the... The, the need to be cautious of that news. I didn't retweet anything until I'd read the, the police report and, and, and seen confirmed. verified uh, news it, reports. Because there were people tweeting that Robbie Williams had died. Correct. And uh, so if, you need to get your facts straight. And, you know, there, there's been those, there's been those um, hoaxes in the past. So, yeah. you know, one of those stories that, that has gone huge on, on Twitter, and just, just for, for statistics' sake, last night, um, at about this time, so it was about 9 or 10 o'clock last night, I, I sat in bed and I had a look at some stats. In, in just the 12 hours, or call it, call it 24, but certainly 12 hours um, since the news, there had been 9.2 million tweets mm-hmm. about Robin Williams that peaked at 70,000 tweets per minute. Wow. So the actual moment the news broke, 70,000 tweets per minute. That's the distribution of news. Like, we've yeah. never seen it before in terms of, you know, the modern age. 
you know, and it was, even last night it was still going at 2,500 yeah. tweets per minute. But that just goes to show the, uh, the effect and, and, of course, the emotional outpouring that you see from not only just, you know, blokes like you and me, people on the street, yeah. but also then all the other celebrities took to Twitter and yeah. acknowledged <laughs> and sort of kind of gave their little mini tribute as well. But it just goes to show those stats are pretty powerful. It just goes to show, though, what a huge name he is for a yeah. start, what a huge impact he had with his work. Yeah. The White uh, House put yeah. out a statement, for Christ's Absolutely. sake. You know what I mean? Barack Obama gives you a, a tribute. You know that, you, that you've had an effect. Well, he's, he's gone to entertain a lot of troops, True. US yeah. troops overseas, so he's done a lot for his country. He's also raised more than $50 million in, in, in charitable Very, works yeah. and uh, his stand-up and stuff like that. So, you know, he, the, he'll be sadly... The other, the other measure of these things, and, you know, you, you wonder whether... You know whether the family gets I don't know any solace out of these things, but last night clear, clearly people took to their their living rooms to yeah. to remember. I, I looked at the the iTunes store just on my phone, and the the top ten movies had at least three or four were Robin Robin Williams yeah, movies, yeah. and I thought that was a great powerful example of how absolutely. people wanted to just you know watch Mrs Doubtfire again, watch the Dead Poet Society again. Yeah, in fact, Apple have created a, a tribute page. They 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 put uh, they dedicated a page to his amazing body of work. He's not a, you know they've got an essential section here which has Goodwill Hunting, Dead Poet Society. Good Morning Vietnam, so all, all the biggies. He won an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting, so that's obviously a big, big part of his work. But all his comedies, of course. But I think a lot of people forget he was quite a good dramatic actor too. He's been in a good, some good dramas as well, uh, including Awakenings with Robert De Niro. Uh, he was also in The World According to Garp and a few other darker films. One Hour Photo is a quite a dark film yeah, where he plays this, film, this yeah. obsessed uh, sort of psycho uh, photo photo booth uh, technician, you know, processing photographs yeah, back yeah. when we actually did that. Yeah. But uh, you know, they, you know Good Morning were... Vietnam was a movie I'd completely forgotten about. And what's great about the digital ages, and this happened when um, uh, James Garner died recently. You know, I immediately just watched The Great Escape. Now it doesn't matter. You don't have to have to. You, you Stephen have an amazing, beautiful home theatre with lots. Yeah. I dare say hundreds, if not more, um, Blu-rays and DVDs yeah. where you can go, I've got that movie, I can take yeah. it out physically. And there is something great about yeah. that. But people who don't can yeah, go absolutely. onto an iTunes or a Google Play store and they can just buy a movie or rent a movie. Instant and gratification, instantly. That's yeah. right. Now, in fact, I've, got, I've pulled out all the Robin Williams movies in my vast Blu-ray collection and I'm, I plan to watch all of them. Yeah. Uh, Dead Pilot Society, one of my favourite films of all time, as is Goodwill Hunting. But uh, as you said, though, he people were thinking the same thing, and they're there. Uh, the out of the top four movies, the three of them are Robert Williams films, yeah. and I think in the top twenty, there's like eight or ten of them as well. Yeah, so that's probably evolved. We're all having the same, yeah. And you know what? And you know, his work, his legacy will live on through these yeah. movies. So you know, it, it's good to see that Apple have put all, them all together in one place for us. Made it easy for us, and, and and I know it's a sidebar and a bit random for us, but um, and I made this recommendation on my podcast, but. I um I don't listen to a lot of podcasts and and no, no it's 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 <laughs> Apart genuine from thing. Your own ones, of course. I don't even listen to those. Um, <laughs> but I've started listening to because I do enjoy comedy quite a lot and I like listening to comedians be yeah. interviewed. Yeah. Uh, and there's a guy in America called Mark Maron and he's not a famous celebrity. He admits yeah. that, but he's quite a great body of work. Anyway, he's got a podcast called WTF. Now I I, I preface this with that yes. that is what it means. Yes. Um, and it is I explicit in that this, sense. Yeah. Uh, and he did an interview with Robin Williams in April 2010 at his home sat down with him and it is an hour of no laughs you know there's this there's jokes like laughs like we have here yeah, yeah. but it's not a comedy routine like his you know talk show appearances yeah. and it's a really great insight into the man um, and, and I would also preface it by saying he does 
at the end of it, discuss um, his his issues with um, uh, depression and uh, and addiction and and kind of jokes about suicide, which is yeah. which is tragic I in heard a sense. That clip. Yeah, yeah, but um, but a great listen if if you're interested Absolutely, in in having yeah, another yeah. another hour of, of of audio that can teach you a little bit about <laughs> just, the man. Uh, just on another tangent, though, like obviously this is you know he's committed suicide. He was in a deep depression, and uh, I think if if anything, this is a man who was arguably one of the funniest guys in the world, could make you laugh, make you cry, was such a gifted person. For him to be suffering these sort of demons, it really does sort of shine a light on on uh, the, the the real problem that we have with depression. Yeah. And I, I think a, a caller on 2GB emailed us uh, during the segment today and said, he said to Siri, and try this at home, everyone else, he told Siri, oh, look, I'm thinking of killing myself. And Siri actually gave, gave the number for Lifeline, Lifeline. which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and someone else then, then emailed in and said, well, they tried the same thing with the Samsung device, and the Samsung device said, don't worry, everything will be okay. Yeah. That's all it said. It didn't give any numbers yeah, or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah, uh, look, and, yeah. and the other thing that you can do at these times, which is um, great, in the, in the old days when you wanted to donate, you had to find the koala on the street. Um, you can go right now to Beyond Blue, to Black Dog Institute, to Lifeline, and you can make a PayPal or credit card donation. It's as easy as pie. Um, and that's the kind of thing that if you, if you feel like doing something to make a difference, then that's the kind of thing you can Absolutely. do. But uh, most importantly, if, you, if you're a fan of Robin Williams' work, um, Apple have made it very easy to, uh, to enjoy some of the great, um, great movies uh, over time. And they're on the iTunes store in a Remembering Robin Williams section. Well, we know uh, that there's plenty of people out there uh, who love taking shots of themselves. The, the, some, I could name a few technology yeah. journalists out, out <laughs> in the other room. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the selfie, the selfie phenomena just grows, don't you think, Trev? Oh, well, and, and there's no doubt, no, no wonder then that there's a lot of products that can help you take better selfies, yeah. including the one we're about to talk about, which is the Bluetooth selfie stick. Now, we've had selfie sticks in the past. Mr. Kogan. These are just uh, basically just an extendable pole with a clip on the end and uh, lets you take your selfie. Well, this is a Bluetooth uh, selfie stick. So it's a selfie stick with a difference. It's got Bluetooth built into the handle. Mm. So what you do is you pair your device, your iPhone, your Android device, whatever it happens to be, with the, the selfie stick. So then you can extend the pole out to its full length. It's nearly a metre long. And there's a tiny button on the handle that then activates Shut the shutter <laughs> On your phone. So uh, I did one today before we did our segment on 2GB and I shared it on Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter, that is a picture taken with a Bluetooth selfie stick with Chris Smith and I. And uh, the uh, it gets better, though, for Android users because Android, there is a tiny little plus and minus button on the handle that allows Android users to zoom in and out of their photograph. So it, it's even better that's the one there. There it is. You're calling up on Twitter. That's actually that's not the, a bad photo. When you taken. think about it, the average selfie involves a bit of arm, and you've been able to keep your arm low, extend the exactly stick, right. and that looks like it was taken by someone else. That's exactly it. So uh, you can see uh, you can see the work of the Bluetooth selfie stick. It's uh, Smithy hasn't changed a bit in the six years since. <laughs> oh, he has actually a bit. But also too, like it's it's also useful if you wanted to like forget the selfies. If you didn't want to take a selfie, if you want to have a better angle over the heads of people, or yep. I've even heard use cases where this is available from Mr Mobile. Net.au, forty nine ninety five, and he was telling me that a lot of builders use this as well to get into to t- 
take photographs like inside air conditioning ducts if there may be damage in a remote yeah. place or behind a wall or so it, there it does have its uses as well so it's not just for taking photos of yourself there's also that that use as well the clip on the end also comes off so there's your little typical quarter inch screw there where you can actually fit in fit on a camera a yeah. GoPro whatever you like so the Bluetooth selfie stick, forty nine ninety five, available from MrMobile.net.au. And if you love, if you're a narcissist and like taking photos of yourself, then this is just the perfect, perfect gift for that person. Check it out at TechGuy.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Brad, Heidi and the team here tonight at the uh, Tex 100 Christmas in August event to showcase a couple of great devices, including the uh, the Nighthawk and the Nighthawk X6, as well as their uh, travel routers, different things. Um, but you can't beat the, uh, the devices like the Nighthawk routers um, when you want extreme networking in your home. And things like beamforming, which takes the, the Wi-Fi signal and directs it to your device it's um it's the most accurate style wi-fi you can get and a little little known fact that we talked about last week is that um you know when you're considering your wi-fi network the speed of your wi-fi network is only as good as the worst device on the network so if you've got an old device that's churning at 50 meg um even your best device will only churn at that speed which is why you need to consider devices like the nighthawk or the nighthawk x6 which offer multiple networks in one device check it out at netgear.com.au Now, I noticed on Tech Guide this week, mate, um, HTC have released the Desire 610, which is, um, you know, a no- nice looking device. It has a bit of that, um, the look of the, the HTC One to it. They've kind of kept that, that style, but it's a, it's around a $300 phone. Now, this is starting to get interesting to me. Absolutely. Um, I think there's two things going on in, I'm going to say society, but in, in the mobile market. And that is, people are considering buying phones outright more and more and more. And secondly, some manufacturers are onto that, and they want to be there. We talked about Kogan a couple of weeks ago, $229, unbelievable value. Um, the HSC Desire 610, you can tell us a bit more about shortly. There's the, the Moto E. I mean, these are, these are very interesting devices. So, so tell us about the 610, because yeah, for 312, well, what are you getting? Absolutely. Well, this is a, for, for the Telstra network, I should point out. Uh, it, it is one of those devices that are extremely affordable, whether you want to buy it outright for 312 or just include it on a $55 a month plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is just one of many devices. It's got a 4.7-inch screen, quad-core processor, 8-megapixel camera, so it ticks all the boxes, 4G connectivity, ticks all the boxes. Uh, if you're one of these people who do want to have kind of a, a control on your spend, you want to manage you maybe buying it for a, a child or mm-hmm. you're new to the smartphone or just want a, just a cheap phone to, to make and receive calls and use apps, then this is one of many, the Desire 610. They also released the 816 not long ago too, which had a five-inch screen, five-and-a-half-inch screen. Mm. So HTC, like Moto and, and Kogan and all these other companies, they see a need in, the, in this entry-level yeah. market. So... And and it, it is it is a very popular market because some of your big names like your Samsungs and Apples don't play in this space. I know Samsung have a range of devices, but their hero products are way in the top tier. Mm. Apple's cheapest phones over eight hundred dollars. So 
you, you, you're thinking that will Apple maybe enter this market? Will Samsung come down again? And we spoke about this exactly a year ago, didn't we? Thinking the 5C was going to be this cheap phone, and it wasn't. It's still a what a seven hundred odd dollar yeah, device, the 5C. Um, it, it needs to be four hundred for that to be a you know, oh my god, they're smashing it yeah. kind of product. Samsung, I had a, I had a bloke um, who I talked to on the radio every week. He, he just just bought. Samsung Galaxy S3 for him and his wife. Mm-hmm. That's a two-year-old two phone. Year old phone yeah. Now, he may have got good value for that, but I'm tipping that devices like the Kogan... Now, again, the camera might not be as brilliant, but in terms of general performance, you are getting reasonably good performance and amazing bang for your buck. So mm-hmm. it's a very interesting open space, and I like the fact that even if you don't want to buy outright, you can go on a low-end plan and, and get these devices... That's going to change the way people approach their, their renewal. Absolutely. Well, you think about what these devices can do. If someone just will look, not everyone wants a heart rate monitor. Not everyone wants it to be waterproof. Not everyone wants all these bells and whistles, fingerprint reader and all that. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think if someone just wants a reliable phone yeah. and wants, wants to, uh, you know, obviously use apps, uh, use, the, use 4G connectivity, yep. make and receive calls, then this is a device, one of many, one of the growing number of devices that can do that. Let me speculate for you. People like to bag Apple because they think they're losing uh, market share. They think Samsung's dominating. Samsung's biggest issue... <laughs> Sorry, I've just spent some time turning, turning Stephen's iPad off auto-rotate because it was annoying me that the thing would rotate sorry, all the time. Um, I was trying to help you out, my friend. Um, so Samsung are getting people into this Android market, yeah. right? Great phones. People yeah. are getting an Android. They're buying apps. When they're ready to renew or when they lose that phone or when they... They're thinking, why don't I just buy this $300 phone? Because it's the same. See, the problem Samsung have is they're, they're selling people into an ecosystem that they don't own, right? So all these millions of people with Samsung phones can easily switch, like no-brainer switch yeah. to a Moto, a Koken, a HTC, yeah, a Sony, yeah. or whatever it is. Whereas with Apple, <laughs> they still control you every yeah. step of the way. That's, right. that's what they want, and that's, that's how they keep that market share. So yeah. I actually think that these low-cost phones from other carriers are a risk to Samsung if they don't continue to bolster that mid-range, low-range, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. Because as you said, they've got plenty of phones in these, in these, in these tiers, but... Are they offering them the right publicity? Are they offering the right specs? And are they offering the right price? Well, it's, it's all about choices. I think um, you'll see in other areas, like tablets, for example, Samsung make a tablet in every size manageable. You've yeah. got 7, 8, 9, 12, whatever you want. So they're, they're all about choices. Now, here again, people have got choices. You, you, if, you wanna, if you don't want those, those bells and whistles, you don't want a fingerprint sensor mm. and all that, you can get a, a, quite a good phone that's, that's as good as the S4, S3, mm. uh, obviously running 4G, got all these features, latest version of Android. Uh, you're right. I think they're, they're gonna, it's going to start the, the, the Android market is going to start cannibalising itself there. Well, the, yeah. These competing within Android, whereas you're right, within the walled garden of Apple, then you're in there and you're in there. It's a quite a big move to either to, to leave it. So nice. I think it's going to be some interesting. Now we're, we're only a month away from seeing a new iPhone and a new Samsung Note 4. So it's going to be an interesting space moving into Christmas where people are going to go. And one reason why some, one reason some people are leaving Apple is because the screen's not big enough. They want a bigger screen. Well, it's likely that that reason is going to be taken off the table with the release of the new device with the bigger screen. So... Very interesting times leading into Christmas in the smartphone market. Check out the HTC Desire 610 at au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 
The McGrath Foundation, a well-known foundation, of course, named after the late Jane McGrath, wife of Glenn McGrath, the international test cricketer, Aussie hero. She was uh, unfortunately passed away from breast cancer, but she was the woman who uh, kind of took took the cause to, to the people and, and tried to encourage young women because she was only 31 when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. That, that, that's not old. That's quite young. And unfortunately, her life was taken. Her legacy with the McGrath Foundation is to try to create more awareness around breast cancer, around checking women checking their breast examinations regularly. And to that end, they've launched a brand new app to encourage breast awareness. Now, the app is called, I quite like the name, Curve. Love, as in love. Curve love, Curve love but yep. uh, love is spelled L-U-R-V-E. So they're having a bit of fun trying to make light of a subject here that you know some people may feel uncomfortable about. But it's all about trying to get women to be more aware of their breasts, to examine their breasts regularly. Now, the app helps you, gives you a guided instructions on how to do it properly, yep. tells you how to do a self-examination, also lets you list any the history of your examination. If you find anything, it lets you note it. It also allows you to set reminders for I was just going to say, if, if you use well. reminders, that's probably the, the most important thing that yeah. a lot of women need because they, they often don't, don't get the reminder until they're at the doctor. That's right. Uh, my wife was reminded, she went in for a bloody cold or something, and she's like, hang on a minute, it's been you know so long, yep. let's have a look. And, and that's, that's a really important thing to, to check regularly. And the whole thing about it is, look, the earlier you can detect something, yeah. the better chance you have. If you leave it too late, and unfortunately with Jane McGrath, that was the case. It was She battled hard and, and, and unfortunately lost that battle. But the earlier you can detect it, so if you can check yourself regularly, you can pick up something early, the chances of you getting through it, hopefully it's nothing, but if it, it does happen to be cancerous, then you, the earlier you can detect it, the better. Good on them. Uh, the McGrath Foundation, it's called Curve Love. Um, Free app too for L- iOS U- and Android. RVE Curve Love iOS and Android um, get one and uh, and tell you tell tell the women in your life because um, you could save a life. Now I um, I saw the news that Microsoft had announced the August twenty eighth was the date the Surface Pro three would come and to be and available that's, in that's Australia. That's two weeks away in a couple of weeks. Two weeks away. Um, that's great. Um, I think I've had a look at it. It's a beautiful device. It's it's very square, blocky design, but I think that's something Microsoft is doing to try and create something different. Their advertising is trying to compare it to the MacBook Air, which is great, good on them. Um, and they're trying to say, you know, it's got a touch screen, it becomes a tablet, but you can still type, it is still a laptop. So they're trying to say it's a laptop and a tablet in one, which is, which is not new, but it is for a Microsoft product. They're saying it runs Windows. They're saying, you know, you can run Photoshop, but mate, as much as it's a beautiful device, you know, 12 inch screen, it looks lovely. It's very expensive, $979 for an Intel Core i3, up to $2,279 for an i7, 512 gig of, um, of hard drive space and 8 gig of um, RAM. Mate, that's my MacBook, right? I, I bought a MacBook for that. I spec'd yep. it online. Yep. You can look now and you can get a MacBook Air for, for 1929 or something like that. So you're paying an extra 300 yeah. for Microsoft and for touchscreen. I'm not sure that's value. Yeah, well, I think we'll see Microsoft's obviously making, trying to make a statement to say, well, look, this is just as powerful as a, as a laptop. And you it pay is. the same price as the laptop uh, or notebook, whatever you want to call it. So they're trying to make a statement here to say, right, 
if they if they price this at five hundred bucks, it's going to get caught in, in that tablet crowded world. tablet market. So they're trying to make a statement to say, look. You get what you pay for. We're giving you some decent specs here. It is a tablet. It can. There's a cover that makes it a laptop. It's got a USB port. It's, it does everything your Ultrabook can do, but it's also a very powerful tablet. Now, in terms of the device itself, the, Pro, the Surface Pro 3, what I like about it is they've made it, the screen a bit squarer, mm-hmm. so it looks more like an iPad. Remember the re- previous version had a much wider screen? Yes. This has got a 3.3 to 2 aspect ratio, so it's a bit squarer. Uh, it's, it's obviously very powerful in terms of the processors. It's got a, a pen you can write on the screen. It's got all, all those running Windows, USB port, micro HDMI port, all the things you'd expect to find on a notebook. But, but you're right. I think they are trying to lure people away and trying to demonstrate with the ads that you mentioned comparing it to the MacBook Air, trying to say, look, you're thinking about getting a notebook. Well, why don't you consider this? Yes. And, and I think, though, that... that They've just a little bit above where they need to be. If these yeah. are a couple of hundred dollars cheaper, I was going to say I'm not saying yeah. it's, it needs to be five hundred. I'm saying probably at the bottom end, eight hundred. The yeah. top end, nineteen hundred. Yeah. Do you know? I just think as soon as you say two grand, you're yeah. saying wow. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I get their strategy, and I think it makes sense to say this is not a tablet. We're not competing with an iPad here. In fact, that's why their ads don't show that they're showing a MacBook Air, and that's what they're competing with. Um, but I think that's a challenge for the two challenges for them. One is. And I've said this several times. I think that people walking into a JB or a Harvey's look at an, an, a Mac and they look at a laptop, mm. Windows, and whether it's a tablet or whatever, and they go, well, Windows 8 looks as hard to learn as a Mac, so I may as well just get a Mac. So Windows 8 is creating as much challenge as anything. But I think the, the sort of retail level needs to explain to people that this is laptop spec, laptop yes. power, laptop everything. Uh, and then people need to, to play with the keyboard and determine whether or not it is what they want it to be. Sure. Now, we should also point out that it's a 12-inch screen, so yeah. this isn't just a, like another iPad-sized device. It's 12 inches of screen. It's big, but it's not heavy. It feels pretty good in the hand. It's got 2160 resolution, 2160 by 1440, which is up there with sort of the quad HD uh, type of resolution. Uh, it's It's got that square aspect ratio that I mentioned, running 8.1, USB 3 port, micro SD card reader, mini display port. So it has all those. Those connectivity options, 802.11ac, has all those connectivity options uh, that you'd expect to find on a notebook. So, uh, yeah, August 28. I'll be keen to see, though, how, how this is received in the marketplace and whether uh, the retailers, and I think you, you can get Re- through JB, JB and Harvey Norman, whether they're going to discount this from the, from the start. Whether whether they might slash this, like might, they might offer it for eight ninety nine that entry level, and maybe you know nineteen ninety nine the upper yeah. level. I don't know how Microsoft. I know that would never happen with an Apple product. No, Microsoft. I don't know. Maybe a bit more flexible in this area. So yeah. that's what I'm keen to see how it's treated at retail level. These are recommended retail prices. Whether they stay that way, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Now, before we do your minute reviews, I thought I've got a minute. I need to share with you the one product that I saw here tonight at Christmas in August, which I went, that exists? Someone someone made that? People are buying that? that? It's called the Brother Scan and Cut. I kid you not. It's a $700 item. And here's what it is, Stephen. You, you load through it a large, sticky bit of paper, which you then stick on 
um, you know, a colourful or decorative piece of paper. And then you, on the on the touch screen, you load up a design. It might be a dinosaur or a butterfly. You might type someone's name in letters. And you feed this thing through, and instead of ink and, and printing, it's got a, a razor. It cuts out the stencil, right? People are, this is craft gone mad, right? <laughs> you think about, um, you know, people used to scrapbook, right? They'd get little sticky things, and they'd get glitter and whatever, and they'd do scrapbooking. This is a $700 item from Brother, right, which allows them to do the most amazing things. And I just looked at them and went, I had no idea. Like, you have no idea these things actually exist in the world because you don't live in that space, right? But they're selling these things in droves because people are doing their craft and and patchworking, all this kind of stuff. it's not a printer. It's a cutter. cutter. There's no ink jets to replace or no no inkjet cartridges. You feed your paper in. It shows you a bit of paper on the screen, and then you place your design on there. So I could write Stephen uh, in one type of fancy paper, and then I could put Christmas paper and go Merry Christmas. And then you take that stencil out and you stick it on a card, which you handmade, because handmade cards, mate, all the go. A4 pages? The whole thing is A3. So you're feeding through large, large large. bits of paper. Yeah. See, you heard it first here, (laughs) right, on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Scan and cut. There is a product called Scan and and Cut. $700. Is your wife into the. uh, Thank God, uh, no. (laughs) No. It's bad enough with the bloody Thermomix. I don't need a scan and And cut. So you can scan, it can cut. There's all different ways to cut. Wow. Unbelievable. And this is the thing about uh, understanding how technology changes these kind of craft or, or activities. Technology means that you don't need to trace out with a pencil anymore and then cut with a, with a knife. You just do it on the screen, feed it through, and the thing cuts it automatically. Because this is really using the same technology that like sign writers use to, to cut out vinyl letters yeah, and things. Yeah, sure. Same technology, just miniaturised for the home. Well, there you go. Scan fun. and cut from brother. You heard it here first on Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, Stephen, uh, your minute reviews here at the establishment. As we overlook the beautiful George Street, Sydney, uh, here late at night, it's a beautiful, it's really not, it's quite a boring little room that we're in because we're just um, sitting here on our own doing a podcast. But the uh, headphones, we've talked a lot about wireless headphones. This is all the go, isn't it? The Power Beats 2 wireless headphones. Now, these are from Dr. Dre, so they're very trendy. But what I like about these, Trevor, the best way... It's a pre-Apple product development. That's right, but they are, I call these the wireless headphones for grown-ups because previously I've found the Dr. Dre headphones to be very bass-heavy, appealing to that youth market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I think the Power Beats too, and they've got an over-the-ear over the loop. Which I love because it means it stays in. I'm Absolutely, not... yeah. So you, there's no... The, the, the earbuds uh, don't take the full weight of the headphones, so there's, it supports it over the top of your ear. And being wireless, of course, it connects with your device using Bluetooth. There's a flat cable connecting each earpiece. So uh, sound-wise, as I said, the bass is really nice and balanced. It's not too heavy. And high and mid-ranges are pretty even as well. So you get a really nice mix, really good reproduction of your music. Uh, and having having uh, being wireless, of course, helps you use it in the gym, on a run, whatever you like. It is sweat and water resistant, so you can just give it a rinse Thank after God, you. Thank I'm always out on the run. Right. So, yeah, the Powerbeats 2 wireless headphones connects with Bluetooth. They're priced at $259, and uh, I, I quite like them. There's a review at TechGuide. Oh, I can see from the star rating he does yeah, quite like them, but to bad. see the star rating, you need to go to techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we're fans of Nokia. We're fans. We've been talking about them for years. They're still struggling to get 
real market traction, but um, you've had a look at the uh, Lumia 930. Yeah, well, this was Nokia's new hero product. This is this is the the if if they ever need to start a comeback, this is the device they need to use. Now, it is comebacks can one person well, have? I understand. Well, now Nokia is owned wholly by Microsoft. So you've got to remember that. And naturally, running Windows Phone 8.1. Nokia, I've always been a fan of their hardware. They make great devices. The Nokia Lumia 930 is no exception. Really nice build quality, uh, a bit of a blocky sort of thicker phone. It's a 9.8 millimeters. What I don't like though is the, the bright color. fluorescent <laughs> colors. It hurts my eyes to look at that uh, bright green review model they sent through to me. The other alternative is bright orange. Uh, so if you're into color, no, there's no the black. Lumia, no, there is black and white, but I'm not sure. The different operators have dibs for different types of colors. Uh, so yes. not sure what's available here in Australia. But boy, it was. Uh, I didn't need to put a light on in my room with this fluorescent color. That aside, though, it should make that glow inch, in the dark. It almost is. No, but that would be cool, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Five inch uh, full HD OLED display. Really nice screen. Nice black blacks on it. Really nice, mm. like your TV. Really good quality. But the, I think the standout, though, on this device, uh, feature-wise, uh, is the camera. 20-megapixel camera, takes excellent images. Not only can you just put it on full auto mode, but it also lets you go in and manually control things like your exposure, your ISO, so you can really take control of all your photographs. So I've put some photos on my on my review on Tech Guide. Oh, the most, I was most impressed, sorry to interrupt your minute review, but I was most impressed by the uh, the close-up photo of the bull on the your bull. desk. That's the Wall um, Street bull. Because I, I, you know, I, I know your desk, and I can see that's your desk, and that's yeah. that's a very small um, Wall Street bull there that you've got. It's it a good quality um, macro photo. Absolutely, and the, obviously the, the scenic shots of Coogee Beach there. No as Ziggy well. Zaggy on the page, no though. No Ziggy Zaggies today, no. But uh, look, the, the Lumia 930, if you're in the Windows ecosystem, great product. It's not going to attract Android users or iPhone users to suddenly switch. It's going to consolidate their customer base now. Uh, I think, too, a couple of things I didn't like about the product. One, it doesn't have a micro SD card slot. Nokia have, have tend not to include a micro SD card to expand the onboard 32 gig memory. There is, there is room, though, to access an extra 15 gig uh, on, in OneDrive on, uh, online. So they're kind of making up for that. But... That was sort of a, a tick against it. The other thing, obviously, it's running Windows Phone 8.1. Not That's every a tick app, against it. Well, I mean, the, the apps, is not, you don't have an app yeah. selection as wide as iOS and Android. Of course, you'll get all your biggies, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're all there. But there are other, some other niche apps or, or pretty big apps, actually, on Android and, and iPhone. I'm not going there unless they've got VoicePod. Yeah, me neither. But uh, that's coming soon, by the way, on Android. But we're going to see that soon. But, you know, there, there's apps that, that a lot of people like. Like, I think, you know, Tinder is, is one that's not on, <laughs> on, on Windows Phone. Sorry, that just not, was not the app I expected you to next Not that next I use Tinder, but that's one of the examples. <laughs> <laughs> you're on George Street, that'd go nuts. If you're if you if you're looking to hook up on Tinder, you can't do it on a Nokia Lumia 930. But uh, that's the best part of is. your review. Ever. <laughs> that costed a whole star, by the way. Yeah, seven hundred and twenty nine bucks. The Nokia Lumia 930, and you can read my review. You know where? Techguide.com.au. And uh, in addition to Ziggy Zaggy, this week's hashtag: No Tinder. Stephen, while we wrap up here, I'm, I'm recalling, we didn't get any chocolate tweets. Yes, we did. We did get one. A chocolate one, yeah, did we? Think, um, our mate we, Rob, our mate Rob, the uh, highway patrolman. I feel uh, like he's the third bike talking tech. Yeah, I, I think so. 
And uh, I think he was. Uh, I can't remember his chocolate. There was it was it lint chocolate or something. I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to say it. We, we we'll take late submissions for last week's episode 170 chocolate. Yeah. You have to listen to last week's show to understand <laughs> what we're talking about because even I've forgotten. But um, <laughs> but this week's hashtag uh, no Tinder. Thank you, Stephen. We'll be back again next week. Uh, I think you're over. No, it's not next no, week. No, you're you're away after that. Here. So we shall be uh, together again next week. And talking two blokes talking tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.